Welcome to Kinship. We're church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. Hi, I'm Francis, and I'm here with Pam, Bethany, and Alyssa. And tonight we will be talking about finances. But first, what is a car that you would splurge on? Me. Bethany. I mean, what? what's your name? <laughs> Pam. Sorry, sorry. Tesla. Ooh. Oh, you would? Yes. The little ones or like that thing with the computer the on. SUV one? Well, if I was Aaron, I think he'd want like the bigger ones with the wing doors. doors I don't yeah. like those because they take too long to open. So I'd like the normal doors. Like so the little version. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Drive me anywhere I want to go. Are they really like self-drive? They are, huh? Uh-huh. Apparently, they just came out with a new they video. They just came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Looks pretty crazy. Oh, that would be nice to go. You don't have to drive. Yeah. You road trip, everybody. <laughs> oh, I could yeah. take a nap. That sounds nice. I don't know, though. Yeah, it's scary. With kids in the car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I don't know. scary. Okay. Bethany. I would get a new Subaru. Ooh. That's a nice They're car. They're a nice car. Yeah. Yes. Like and SUV they, Subaru? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. They're pretty expensive. Those okay. are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would get. All right, I'll go. I would get a Mercedes G. Ooh. I don't even know if that's the name of it. The G wagon. The G. Is that what is that it's, that what it's called? called? I thought. Oh, maybe. Can it's I like see? a box looking like Mercedes. A yeah. Well, no, not a Hummer. Oh. It's like boxy looking. Alyssa, don't look. Dude, sad. Aaron said that those are like fifty thousand dollars or something. Oh, no, G class. That's it. What? Can I get one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love these cars. Anyways, they're that's beautiful. what I would spl- Yeah, that's what I would splurge on. Okay, Alyssa. Um, I would get I barely know what I drive. Okay. A, uh, She's serious. Do you even know any of the cars we just named? No. <laughs> that looks like is that a Jeep? No. no. But it, yeah, I mean it could look like a but it's a Mercedes. Car. Honestly, I can't even answer this question because wow. I don't know any names. I would just get a nice big car <laughs> that could fit the family. Can you name any manufacturers of cars? A Honda. Yeah. That's it? And a Toyota. Okay, what else? Wow. Racist. No, you, know, you, you know yours, though. Oh, uh, 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 a Mitsu, Mitsh, Mitsubishi. Wow. Mitsubishi. <laughs> That's sad. That's, That's way it. too hard. <laughs> Is Tesla a maker? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Because she just said that. Oh. <laughs> Rolls Royce? Rolls? Yeah, you this is sad. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. This is a really sad. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tonight we are talking about finances. Let's see what the Bible says, guys. So Luke 12, 15 says, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. So ladies, we're going to talk about finances and how you run your finances at home but why do you think it's important to even think think and talk through this subject with your church family with your spouse i mean the first that comes to mind is where your treasure is or your heart is so where you're putting your money shows where your priorities are and so obviously with your spouse to determine what your guys's priority is is as a family it's very important And taking into account that our money is not our own, but it's um, from the Lord. So spending it wisely and not um, using it to build our own little kingdoms, but God's kingdom, I think is important. Amen. Okay. Well, just as a disclaimer, Alyssa and Pam, I think Bethany and I would both say this. You guys are really on top of your finances. You both love to do finance meetings <laughs> with your spouses where <laughs> yes. that's just foreign to me but um you guys are on top of your finances you know exactly where each penny is going it's something that i i would say we both admire from them two ladies i would say i do sometimes um sometimes 
it stresses me out because I think if we have a X amount of money, we will have more security. But those are lies that are told to me that I will have a more comfortable and cozy life if we have X amount of money. So I stress over it because I always want more. But to be honest, no amount of money、um, will satisfy the, our, our souls. And we need to trust the Lord to continue to provide for us and to trust the Lord to tell us how do we want to spend. Our money that he's given us in the first place. Pam, do you stress? You and Aaron stress over money, one over the other, maybe more you than Aaron?、Uh, I definitely stress over the money more than Aaron does.、Um, I feel like the Lord has kept us on this roller coaster of we have money, we don't have money,、um, we have like expenses that we need to cover that are unexpected for the year that we don't have money saved up for. So、um, I've stressed out about those. But time and time again, the Lord has continued to show me that, like, I don't need to worry about it and that He's in control of it. And Aaron always reminds me that, like, look at the flowers of the field and the birds of the sky and、um, remember that our God is good and knows what's good for us. Yeah. How about you guys, Bethany? <laughs> oh, it stresses me out so much.、Mm. I just went through a period where I didn't budget at all because it was too stressful. And I just came out of that yesterday. Oh, wow. So、okay, now I'm、fresh. even more stressed <laughs> out about it because I'm trying to get caught up. So, yeah, I get very stressed about it. And Chris knows that. Like, it just. He doesn't, he, it doesn't bother him at all. Like, he does, it doesn't. But we also have different personalities when it comes to like, how we want to handle I'm more like type A. In that area, like where I want everything to be accounted for, and he isn't so much that way. But yeah, it's very, it causes me a lot of anxiety, I、yeah. would say. For PJ and I, I think in the beginning of our marriage, I think there was a lot of stress、um, because there was certain, I, when we first got married, We don't recommend this, but we had two new cars. And you don't really think about that as a single person, but now that thinking back, I'm like, wow, that was such a dumb move because now you have these payments and it's just taking up the majority of your income. But I think for us, it's a little bit maybe different because be, him being a pastor and then before being at BBC, Bethany Baptist Church, we were at a church plant. And And people say this, but we feel like you, there needs to be some type of craziness. Like only crazy people would do church plants or revitalize a church because financially there's instability and you sort of have to be okay with that. So if you are very much like everything has to be accounted for, then you're, it's going to be a struggle. And I'm sure like church planners that, that do really know where each penny goes, I mean, praise God, like you said, Pam, like you see the Lord provide, but. When we look at our finances, we're like, how did we ever do it? You know, like、um, maybe I'll talk about this later. But yeah, I mean, stress, yes and no, maybe earlier on in our marriage. And then it became the new norm where it just, we didn't know where the money was coming from. And then always the Lord provided constantly. So we we're just like, I don't know what else to do, but just trust the Lord that He's going to provide. So yeah, that's how it was for us. Why do you think money has such power and control over us? I think because we think money gives us stability and can give us all of our dreams and materialistic things、um, and make life easier. When, and often it controls our emotions and our decisions and the way we communicate with others and even how we are generous to other people or not generous to other people. And I think money has a lot of power over. Our lives and the decisions we make day in and day out、um, on how we spend. And we can either do it selfishly or selflessly. Yeah. I mean, everything you said has to do with like your walk with the Lord. 
So handling money, even uh, your the churches, the church as a whole, even the budget that the church does, and even your own personal home, it's a spiritual discipline. It's not easy to know where every penny is going and how generous to be, how to hold money um, with an open hand, you know, like things like that. But would you guys agree that dealing with money is a spiritual thing and not something that you just like, eh, as a Christian, you have and you use? I mean, like you have to grow in self-control. You have to grow in humility and decrease your pride in managing your finances. And even like if you see that you have an abundance of money, not taking pride in that as like your identity, but understanding that that money is not for you or from you. It's from the Lord and it's for the Lord. Yeah. So there's just so many ways to grow when it comes to finances. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of temptations that come when you get more money to want to hoard it for yourselves, to get a new house, to go on vacation and to buy all of these things. And really, it never satisfies. And only if you use it for the kingdom, is it really worth anything yeah. at all? Otherwise, it's it's really worthless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a barometer for where your heart is. And um, I'm just thinking right now, like, it's not like the better you manage your money from a worldly perspective, the more spiritual you are, because budgeting really well or investing really well could be a sign that you're just investing in this world. And um, <laughs> I even I stumbled across on YouTube these videos of like extreme cheap state cheapskates and it's really interesting how like this lady would go work out in a store where they sold those bikes like the cycle what is it yeah uh, like ellipticals like ellipticals oh. she would just go use the ones for sale because she I didn't want like to buy one i know i would or like this guy heated up his food in the hot tub because he didn't want to waste electricity <laughs> on a microwave it just like stuff oh, like man. that yeah where it's like that's not spiritually like good <laughs> either. Like if you're super tight with your money where it, it still controls you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. Like, is it controlling you whether you um, spend it all or keep it all, you know, or are you letting it be used by the Lord? And that doesn't just mean just giving it all to the church either. Right. You know, do you ladies struggle with seeing others who are financially blessed and seeing them buy homes or buy cars or maybe in your view living maybe comfortably or lavishly like how do you battle those ideas and thoughts or do you maybe you don't oh okay yes (laughs) (laughs) um i mean you three know my like deep desires to own a home but knowing how much we make and how we cannot afford a home right now living in california (laughs) the lord is constantly saying no but i'm currently working through being content in the lord and not trying to find my joy in a new home or a new car yeah same i'm learning to be content with what i have um and to free myself from the love of money like free myself from having um all of these things and to not rejoice if another person is blessed financially in this season um learning to guard my heart from idolizing to just hoard a bunch of cash for myself and to do what i want because the lord wants me where i am right now financially so just trusting the lord with that yeah, I judge people all the time. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking right now, it's so sad. Um, but I'm thinking it helps to think about, okay, wh- what is God calling me to do right now? Because I think about that with like wanting to be a mom. Okay, that means I'm going to give up working. Okay, that means I want to be poorer. But what do I want? And just reevaluating like, okay, wh- what is God calling you to do? And that might not be to have a really high paying job. And that helps me to be content with like, okay, well, this is where God has me right now. Yeah, I think for me, 
because being on a pastor's salary for so long, we visited another church where um, the pastors were solid, loved the Lord. And then you walk into their home and it was gorgeous. And I remember feeling sad, like, really? Like you could still have this type of home and still be faithful to the Lord? Because for me, there was a disconnect. The more faithful you are, the less you have. And I'm sure you heard like PJ talk about it, like for him growing up, like to him, uh, being a pastor meant you're poor. And so for me, like I lived it. So I was like, yeah, this is how we have to live. We just have to live in like struggling and, you know, certainly in one sense, like missionaries, because we did have to raise money for um, a very long time. So going to this church made me think, made me evaluate myself because I felt self-righteous. I started seeing like, I was judging them. I'd walk into their home and I'd be like, why do they have to have that type of stove? And it was like this gorgeous, like eight, you know, what range. Are they? Yeah, this, what is it? Eight range. Eight range. I don't even know the name. See? That's how poor I am. I'll never get <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember thinking like, what? Like, why, why, do, why are they wasting their money? And then I looked at their lives and their homes were launching pads for the gospel. And I remember having to think through um, money and finances and possessions and thinking of like, okay, how do you use your home in a way that glorifies the Lord and doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, well, I'm going to hoard all this nice stuff in my house, you know? A lot of soul searching on my end. Do you use budgeting as a tool? Is it helpful or restrictive? Yes, I use budgeting as a tool. I use um, Excel to track what we buy, what our goal is to save, um, what our expenses goals are to spend on and we have a max and if we go over it's not supposed to be what do you call that thing a sh- restrictive restrictive straight jacket. jacket so if we go over it's not like we're throwing a fit over here but we're mindful for the next month to be um, thinking about how we spend on eating out or our groceries or whatever fun money we spend um, to try and save for a bigger goal Um, it's helpful for us to not be foolish with our spending to not be spontaneous but to be thoughtful and mindful over our purchases often what i'm okay with going over is us blessing other people financially so i have like a number in mind but if we go over i'm never saying i'm never like mad that we blessed a family especially within the church or if we have to meet other people's needs so i will i would always highly recommend to even go over on that section particularly but also it keeps me accountable to like tithe every month because i have a goal for that if i see our income go up that goes up i mean it just Everything, the bills get paid and all that. And if we need to cut down on fun stuff, then then we will. And I always have a meeting with Jose to say, hey, just I just send him a text just to remind him of what we've gone over, what we've been under. Yeah. Hey. And I'll, or I'll always root him on like, hey, good job on, you no. know, this and that. And so <laughs> I don't know if he appreciates it, but I do it anyway. Do you both use Excel? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I use Google Spreadsheet so that it's shared. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So I not... just use Excel because he won't look at it. So <laughs> Okay, I was going to ask like every dollar. I know there's like other apps out there that you, you just don't prefer that. You prefer the... We tried every dollar. Um, I round up and round down though, like not send. Yeah, it's just too hard, too complicated. There was another one. Mint? Mint. We tried that for a while, beginning of our marriage. Mm, didn't like that either. I like the control of spreadsheets. Okay. Yeah, just it's wondering. just something I'm knowledgeable in, which is Excel, but I'm sure other apps like Mint are helpful mm-hmm. too. 
Okay. Sorry. Go ahead for you. Everything that she said. Okay. So you feel like it's helpful, not restrictive. It can be restrictive and it has created a lot of fights between Aaron and I, especially when it comes to like, well, if I want to spend money on myself or if Aaron wants to spend money on himself and I, in my selfishness, like, no, you already spent this much on yourself. Like, no, you can't spend it. But then I want to buy like a new outfit for myself. And or, a like, plant. Yeah, or a plant. Or a plant. Hey. She's the new plant lady over there. <laughs> And I'm more willing to want to spend on myself than spend on him because he quote unquote spends more than me, but like not really. I just buy a bunch of little stuff. Right. So it seems like you ladies are the primary ones that handle the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethany, do you primarily mm-hmm. handle the budget? I okay. do. What about you? Uh, yes. Yes. I would say yes. So what do you think about that as far as like being a woman, submitting to the Lord? submitting to your husband if people are like why are you handling the budget why are you telling your husband he should be spending this and you that like what would your response be well particular to our marriage it's a matter of i'm just more gifted with numbers so it's not practical really for for a while i fought that because in my house my dad handled the finances and my mom really knew nothing about like she didn't have to worry about bills and um before we got married we talked and he was like, I'll handle the finances as long as you like help me stay organized. But we didn't really know at that point what we were really good at or what we were getting into, you know. So now we kind of know that that's more my gift. I'm better at it. So that's what I do, I guess, to help our home, which is still the woman's responsibility. Um, and it's not really, I still expect him to take ownership of it and to lead discussions in um, where he thinks God's leading our family and what that means for our finances. And I defer to him, but in terms of the day-to-day or like just carrying out, like putting numbers in, that's my responsibility for the most part. Right. What do you ladies think about debt? Blech. That's what I think. <laughs> A lot of us, including my son, are Dave Ramses. Ramses. We're big Dave <laughs> Ramses fans. We um, are encouraged by his ministry. Um, Another guy is Randy Alcorn. So there's a lot of people out there that are believers that understand the possessions and not holding on tightly and also tithing, loving your church that way. What do you think about debt? Are you, I don't know if this is a personal question or not, but are you debt free? And if so, like, how do you think about debt? Are we doing our debt-free screens right now? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could. That's your chance, we've all had the Yeah, we've all had different seasons where we're debt-free. <laughs> I'm debt-free. Okay, is this too personal of a question? Like, do you not? No, is I that okay. okay? Okay. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just personal. Bethy. Student loans, man. Oh, they student. get you. We but were. we're making progress, so one day yeah. Yeah, we'll be there. You get, But, I mean, it's on your mind, oh, yeah. right? Constantly, like, even before. like, every day. Right. Before I got married, it was on my mind, like, I'm about to marry debt. Yeah. <laughs> that was a but you know what? That's crazy that people don't think that way. I mean, I just recently heard a podcast um, about finances, a biblical counseling podcast, and they and the counselor was saying like, whoever's gonna like date my daughter, like I want to know what kind of debt they're bringing into it, and I want I want to disciple her to think about that. That's helpful. You know, it is because you really don't think about that. You sort of just like quote unquote fall in love. And then you end up marrying someone who has like a hundred thousand dollar debt. Yeah, like, I still remember Alyssa because when I first first married, I didn't know. I had no idea. And then um, Alyssa was like, so 
is your like are you just having to pay a ton of interest right now and i was like oh i don't think chris's loan has interest she's like i'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's how little i knew yeah i had no idea and then you become an adult and you're like oh shoot i guess i need to care about this <laughs> you know yeah by god's grace we are debt free we've been and i mean yeah when we think about debt we think about cars all of that stuff it's 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 a john piper calls them barnacles it's like it sticks to you and you just want to tick it off like get out of here you know and i mean that's what it should be because biblically we don't want to be like bound to paying someone and it's just it's just difficult to live a life thinking i mean it's not impossible you should be thinking about the debt you have and we would encourage you to think about it but at the same time sort of like what bethany's saying like you you don't want it to um control you but you do want to be thoughtful and have like a plan of how to get out of debt uh another question how do you think about finances with your church family like i'll give my story but for you ladies i feel like it could be a touchy subject for some people like if if there's a church member member who's struggling financially and you want to help maybe you're gifted with finances like Alyssa. there's other men in the church that are really gifted with finances like how do you encourage a church member or church couple to hey seek help for your finances like it's obviously causing friction like what would you do how would you counsel another church member in light of that something i would do is um offer to have another pair of eyes to look at their budget if they're willing um and just also share how we've been there we've been in debt we've made unwise um, choices uh, buying things and we've I've had fights with Jose regarding budgeting and and dumb purchases so we're with you and like I'd love to um, help see where there's some gaps in the spending or in finances so I think helping and that with budgeting is one way another way is to see okay there is a clear need for this family struggling through affording a certain um, expense and then asking the church to come alongside us to help pay for certain expenses i think those are like two really clear ways that come to my mind yeah let me go and then you guys can speak on into it so with our pre and i mean even now like obviously our finances are like an open book for the church and even prior at our um at our church plant we basically had to sit down with some of the members and show our budget for me i felt exposed I felt uncomfortable and I felt it was unfair because I felt like you guys are going to scrutinize our budget, but I have no clue what your budget's like. So there was really a, a struggle for me to be like, why is this okay? You know, it's but, because it was um, you're the pastor's wife. Is that why it had to be that? Partly, I mean, like PJ would always say, like, our finances are open. Like if you want to see our finances, it's open to you. And so there was a few people who were like, okay, like I'll take you up on that offer. Well, they're so, trying to help you though, right? Right. So there was a, there was a heart, there was a heart of wanting to help. But in my sinfulness, I felt like exposed and I felt like this is unfair. Like, why do I have to be? <laughs> but it was mostly my husband saying like, no, you guys are welcome to, you know, look at our <laughs> like account and stuff. 
And so it was really difficult. So I'm just, I'm, I'm on the other side of that couple who, you know, is struggling. And then you're coming along saying like, hey, I want to help. And it, for them, it's like, well, what about you? Like, you know, I don't know. It was just part of my sinfulness. And I remember talking to a member about it and saying like, yeah, it does feel unfair. It does feel like there's a certain extra eyes, which is true for the pastor's family, like to look at what, what are you spending on? But it's like, wait, can I, can I, I can't do that to you, you know? And so in one sense, would you say we could look into each other's finances? I don't know. Like, I'm not going to go and ask you, but I don't know. Like, there's just something weird that's like, I know, I feel like anyone can ask us. That's not weird anymore. But for us to ask, like, hey, can I look at your finances? Like, you wouldn't ask that, right? I've asked multiple people. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I feel like people have looked at our finances. I think if there's a pattern of people, if that's constantly on someone's mind and they're asking for prayer and saying, we need this type of money or this job and this, clearly there's possibly an idol there that yeah. you're like, hey, do you need some assistance? with this and then assure them it's not a sh to, it, you don't have to feel ashamed or embarrassed and love them yeah. through it yeah oh. yeah and i think that's a lot of it is like that shame that feeling like i don't want to show you what i'm spending my money on you know and then you don't want to be rebuked if there is like you want to yeah. keep spending it yeah on. <laughs> it's like let me spend on my plants yeah you know? <laughs> yeah am <laughs> Well, I ask because I want to see, like... No, I know. I, I want to see how I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I ask, oh, like... Oh, so I ask you financially, Yeah, I ask financially stable families, like, can I see yours? Mm. See where maybe I'm missing, like, where I'm overspending. If they have, like, a family of five yeah. kids and, like, and I'm spending $500 on groceries yeah. or something. Oh, so you'd be a great person to ask. So how is that? Like, you're asking other church members, like, to see their finances... Like, do you feel you should be asking that? Do you feel like it's for them? It's like, of course, you could see my finances. Like, Pam has no filter. She didn't think about it till right now. I, yeah, I mean, th I didn't know. That I that would was say weird. that's rare, right? Is that no? It's totally like people don't talk finances is like a touchy subject. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. No, but, but I go ahead. <laughs> would you ask a more unstable financial person to see their budget? Mm, no, no, right? Yes. Okay, so it, it's more of like someone you look up to financially that and I want to like, learn that from. you want to learn from. Yeah. Okay, so it's not someone you're you're wanting to help. Like, hey, I could look at your finances. If I think you I've asked them one time. I think it was like Chris writing with pencil <laughs> on a paper yes, yes. and i tried it was that month <laughs> yeah i just didn't know that it was so touchy what would you encourage other church members who possibly need help how to help them feel like not feel ashamed or embarrassed yeah i would say everyone's in the same boat like everyone's finances are shaky sometimes they're in a season of wealth and other times they're like what you said pam you're in a season of drought you know so it goes up and down also uh, not taking offense because i know that's how i felt i felt offended and knowing that these people love you i mean if you if you have a church family who's willing to help out it sounds like it's because they love you and they want to encourage godly growth in this particular area and you're gonna help them with godly growth in another area it might not be finances they might just be stronger in that but they might be weaker in something else where you're encouraging them so not seeing it as a one-way street but really like 
we're discipling each other. So this is just part of the discipleship. I don't need to have all the answers. And that ties into to like accepting help with your budget and then accepting help financially if you do if you are in a position where you can't provide for your family then not feeling um, ashamed to ask the church for help and that's where I was I felt ashamed like anytime PJ would be like well I need an MRI and so I need help and I'd be like no <laughs> be like no I can't get an MRI <laughs> I'm like no you don't need you to ask to die. <laughs> you don't need to ask people for money for that you know and I'm just thinking like I don't know the Lord will provide somehow and it's like how dumb like the Lord's gonna provide <laughs> that way by him asking like hey I mean I, I need to get an MRI like and we don't have the financial means for it you know and then again the Lord answered like church members were like yeah of course we want help with that you know but feeling the ashamed like why am i feeling false guilt like why do i feel guilty about asking my church family for money but it is hard because we are imperfect so we don't spend our money perfectly sure. so when right. you ask for money you know you're coming from this place of i know i've messed up in the past you know i'm not coming like i've done everything perfectly and so help me now you know it's hard because you come i guess as a sinner who has messed up at least for me in my head i'm coming as a needy person and i don't want to i like don't want to feel or yes a, i didn't want to be too mm-hmm. i didn't want to be a burden i didn't want to feel needy and the reality is like we're all blind and deaf and we don't have clothes on you know all right ladies last question there's a lot to talk about with this subject but how do you tithe with a happy heart and how much do you tithe or how much should we tithe 10 percent, baby wow <laughs> that's how much we tithe though yeah the little I know about it. I mean, I don't think that should be a limit or a exact number of how much you should give, but it's a guideline for us and we use that to tithe from there. And then of course, like there's other ways to be generous on top of that, on top of the baseline tithing to your church. So, right. Yeah. We give around 10 to 11% rounding up. And then we also have different um, other ways of blessing our church family so like meals gifts okay um yeah 10 to 11 also and also being mindful if there are special missionaries of the month or other members that are brought to the church's attention those are our focus but i always tell jose we're going to i always tell him before so he's just mindful like because sometimes i could just take care of it myself but it's always i feel important for like for tithing because i feel like it can be such a struggle you you have the temptation to be like i could totally save pocket this amount of money and save it but you want to feel the sacrifice of of giving to the church's expenses and having joy in doing that so it's, it's like both it's like sacrifice but with a happy heart it's a discipline for sure yeah what helps me is two things one is missionaries like when we talk about missions when we pray for missions that just makes my heart even if there's like a small percent that is going to missions, the fact that it's in our church's budget it makes me happy to know that, man, this is going to go to missionaries who are in the front lines and who don't have to struggle with, okay, where's my money going to come from? Because they're part of the Southern Baptist Convention. But I just love that. I love that. And then two, my kids get um, commission for chores And so when I give their money to them in the morning and then they try to, you know, figure out what money goes, their savings, their spending and their their giving and the joy they get and just like, oh, man, this is my money. And just to see them brings me joy and it makes it reminds me like I need to be that happy, you know, like the money that they're getting, the little money that they're getting. It's like, yes, I get to 
I get to give, you know, to the church. So those are two th- ways that the Lord has helped me. And the same thing, 10%. And then on top of that, other things like giving um, to church members or missions or whatever the case is. I know before PJ and I, because I just assumed, I was like, oh yeah, we're tithing this percent, like we'll say 7%. And then the rest of it will go to like another, like a missionary or, or things like that. And he was just... He was telling me, he's like, no, you tithe always 10%. And then on top of that is like outreach stuff or like food for a church member or whatever the case is. So I was learning. I think I learned this like last year. I was like, oh, I just assume that if we're going to give to other things and other people, then you dumb down the the tithing. (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) But no, a lot of people, a lot of people think that way too because i just assumed it and other people were like yeah that's what you do right and yeah I'm like oh but if you look at the church in acts um they give 10 percent, but then on top of that they're given like mm-hmm. whatever the selling needs their of, possessions uh-huh, right like right. selling all of their stuff just for the, the sake of the gospel yeah so. but i feel it's a common idea that christians have that i just recently was like oh just because i wasn't handling the tithing he was but i just assumed that's what was happening and it's like no actually it's the local church is where you primarily pour into and then outside things or individuals within the church is 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 different it's um separate so i just thought that was interesting yeah and what would you say to brothers and sisters who are struggling to tithe to begin with part of the same thing that you're saying in the beginning it's a spiritual discipline and getting into the habit of it i think is so important because then it just becomes an expectation every month so i mean it's a lot easier at that point, once it becomes just an expectation that this is what we do, you know? And then I just like what you were saying, thinking about how the money is going to be used as opposed to like how you can't use it, you know? That was helpful when you were saying about like the missionaries and helpful for me because it's (laughs) when Alyssa was talking right now about the sacrifice, I was like, oh yeah, we could pay that much more to our loans every month. Like I don't think about it sometimes, but it's like, oh man, that is significant amount that like we lose quote unquote every month but like it's not really a loss it's right. and you gain it in heaven which right is such so a it's blessing. an investment it is an investment yeah i like that all right ladies well any other last thoughts you had you said them all you're half asleep here we go all right <laughs> thank you again for those two that are out there please follow us on instagram at kinship podcasts wait kinship someone kinship underscore podcast right for instagram and then twitter follow me by the way you follow all these other people but me how sad (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah um we have a twitter who knows (laughs) we have a facebook if you like us be a friend we have a facebook um review us actually we I think we all prefer the review. If you could review us, that would be great. Preferably five stars. (laughs) Is it four stars or five? It's definitely five. five. Okay, definitely five. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. Thank you again for listening. Thank you to our husbands who are um, supporting us. Do they listen to the podcast? But Aaron does. Yes, thank you, Aaron. Thank you to Shepherd LA for loving us. (laughs) Loving me. (laughs) Loving you. (laughs) Loving me. Listen to also you can listen to our um, Bethany Baptist Church podcast. We've never also we haven't asked the question about what you've been listening to, but the Perry's the Thirty Minutes of Perry is a great podcast. 
very good. Don't know what yeah. that is. What's Harry. her name? Jackie, Jackie Hilberry has a podcast. Has a podcast. Okay. Thirty minutes each episode. First episode was pornography. Yes. And wow. Really good. Good stuff. Really encouraging. Okay. Now I'm gonna start my podcast. PJ and Francis. Yes. Twenty seconds. Oh. <laughs> Twenty second podcast. Okay. You want to compete with them? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm going to compete with them. No one's going to listen to us. They're going to always listen to them. But anyways, thank you again and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.